to another episode of The Successful Woman's Mindset. My name is Galit Ventura Rosen. I am co-founder of Everyday Woman TV, a business coach and a commercial real estate broker. One of my favorite things to do in the whole world is to spotlight women that are not just making a difference in the world, but are also helping others succeed and make a difference as well. Today, I have the honor of having this fabulous guest that's joining me. Amy, and it's La Liberty. Did I say it right, Amy? Yes, you did. Yay! <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me, Galid. It's great to be here. Now tell me where you are. Where are you located? So I am um, in upstate New York, specifically two and a half hours north of New York City. Okay, beautiful. Yes. I love it. I love it. I was actually born in New York, which most people do not know because I moved to the West Coast when I was oh. about four and a half years old. Oh, okay. So, and I have lots and lots of family. So we love going to visit. We're yes. mostly visiting Manhattan, Staten Island, the, yep. the, the areas that are a little bit Southern from you. But I love that you're here. I love that I'm on the other side of the coast. I know. <laughs> in Las Vegas, we'll call it the desert more than the coast, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to share a little bit with everybody about you. I know it won't do everything you've done justice, but just a little bit to give them a little information about who you are. And mm -hmm. then I'm excited about jumping into our topic today, which is cultivating your relationship with money. That's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. So let's go. Amy right. Liberty, what a beautiful name, is owner of My Virtual CFO. As the owner, Amy is a trusted profitability advisor to six and seven figure business owners who are tired of being behind in their books. I know nothing about that. <laughs> All right. And are ready to uncover blind spots, course correct, and ultimately get more profitable. She's also a certified life and money coach and works with business owners who seek, who seek, greater, who seek greater confidence to attract and build wealth. I love, love, love this. And one of the things I always say is I never edit my episodes. Mm -hmm. And I kind of do that on purpose to show people because sometimes when they see this perfectly edited video, they're like, oh my God, she's so good. I go, no, I make mistakes too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Amy, let's jump right in. First yep. and foremost, how does someone get into the field of being a virtual CFO? So, I mean, I think that there's like a traditional way and there's like a non-traditional way. Sure. I'll talk, I'm I'm more of the non-traditional path, but the traditional way could very well be that you're someone who's gotten an accounting degree, maybe also went so far to get a CPA uh, certification and you like decide that you are going to like be the financial, sit at the financial chair and be like the head of like all things finance for businesses of many sizes. Um, the way that I became a virtual CFO was I spent um, the first 20 years of my career helping organizations build out major philanthropic um, transformational uh, experiences and elevate the the complete and total experience for numerous colleges and universities. And so in that that time, I learned how to do all the different components of it with like the strategy, the forecasting, the financial stuff, the frontline fundraising, like all of those pieces of it. And what happened was, was that, you know, so I would, I would be like, you know, the person overseeing the financials. I would be the person who was like helping build out the strategy. And it all sort of culminated with the realization that a lot of business owners 
don't get into business to do their financials. Of course not. Right. That's and no so, fun. Why no. would anybody want to do financials? I mean, I do. <laughs> I know. And I say that in a fun way because I know so many people that are watching and listening could so relate. Mm -hmm. We chatted about this a little bit before we went live, that people typically start their own business to do something that they love or they want to help others. Some people just do it for the money, whatever works for you. Right. But one of the things is that most people, not all, most people that get into business, they've never run books. They've never had to deal with debits and credits and bank statements and taxes and so on and so forth. So I can joke a little bit about that mm -hmm. because I'm a business owner right. and have a little fun with you, Amy, because obviously that's why someone like you is needed. Someone mm -hmm. that's so passionate, that loves it, that knows what they're doing. I mean, it just makes sense to me. And I'm excited because with your expertise, you're going to be talking to us a little bit about cultivating your relationship with money. And then we'll circle back after we give everyone a few tips about how they themselves can help or get help mm -hmm. in this area of the books, which is an important piece of success in my opinion. So, Absolutely. I right? can agree with more. Mm -hmm. well, what can we start with? Cultivating your relationship with money. Take us there. Yeah. So I think that, you know, whether there is a level of awareness or not, you have a relationship with money. It very well might be one of avoidance. It very <laughs> well might be one that's like you're in complete lockstep and it's this harmonious, beautiful thing. But the, if, if I having a relationship with money is something that is happening in your life and has been happening in your life for, for quite some time. And so just the first step is like really just elevating the awareness around you have a relationship. Now, what, now the next question is, is what is your relationship status? Are you in an avoiding relationship? Do you flirt with, with money and just sort of like, Oh yeah, it's fun. Or do you have like super intention in regards to your relationship with money and how that serves and supports you and your life and what you value and what you want to, to give and receive from this one precious life that we are all living here together. So it's really about like just having that first level of awareness and then deciding, does this, am I happy in this relationship? Is Do I want more from this relationship? And chances are, if you're someone who has um, that's afraid of money, thinks that they're bad at managing money, or are any sort of limiting belief around money, the answer is probably that you want to cultivate a much grander relationship with money, but you just don't know how. Because I love that really that fun. was your first tip. I have to stop there first, because okay. to me, that's the one tip that most people miss. Mm-hmm. That's the one step that they're not, sorry, going there, aware of, <laughs> is you've got to have an awareness of your relationship with money. Good, bad, ugly, amazing, does not matter. So I love that you started with that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important for everyone to just kind of stop for a second and be like, wait, what is my relationship with money? Mm -hmm. How can people know what that is for them, Amy? So it's really just asking the question, okay. how do I feel about money? What is my relationship with money? And just sit, close your eyes, like sit in your, like just sit for a, for a moment. And then what are the thoughts that come up? And once you start to start writing those thoughts down, that's where the awareness comes in. That's where you're going to see exactly where you are in the current relationship with your money. And then you can decide after that. And, and what will happen is you'll have all these thoughts. And some of these thoughts are going to be like, 
completely contradicting the thought prior to it. And that's totally normal. That's totally fine. Nothing has gone wrong. But there is going to be, there is like a belief structure around your 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 relationship with money and how, how you engage with it. Yes. And you get to decide once you have that, then it's like, is this serving you? And do you want more? Do you want less? And again, there's not a right or wrong answer. I think that so often we are told that there is this right way. There's this one size fits all approach to money. And I just do not agree with that. I think that there are lots of different ways to have relationships with money. And what my role is, is to help my clients understand what that relationship is and then create their financial goals and, and then achieve them by like using their relationship with money. Because if I were to tell someone, oh, do like, I recommend that you do this. And it's completely against what their relationship is and what their values are. It will never work. And so really just knowing that like the awareness, ask yourself where you are, does that relationship serve you right now? What would you like to change about that relationship? And then you can proceed. Yes. All right. So what do we do now? We know what our relationship with money is, good, bad, and ugly, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And of course, it also changes throughout your time of life. What Mm -hmm. is it we do next now? Okay, we're aware. Okay. So, I mean, it, it really comes down to like, what is it that you like, what are your financial goals? And it doesn't mean like, and I, I don't mean like, it could very well be something as like, I want to put a down payment on a house or like, I want to leave my nine to five job. I want to retire early. It doesn't matter whatever those financial goals are and whether they're short term or long term, like what are they and where are you with that? So then really just once you understand where you are in the present moment and then you start to, to map out the goals, you're going to begin to see, you're going to see some friction is what's going to happen because you may not, like you might have a whole list of goals that you've never really told yourself the truth about. And you're going to want to be able to like, just understand that there's a level of discomfort. And that doesn't mean that you need to stop doing the work. It just means that like, again, you are stepping into a future version of yourself and that you're starting to contemplate that. And that's part of like building a deeper relationship Mm -hmm. with money because you're putting some context and frame around that. So true. That's so true. And I love everything you're saying. It's so similar to a lot of my talks, mm-hmm. right? You can't know where you're going if you don't know where you want to go. Right. And I love that you started with awareness. I use that all the time in different talks, nothing to do with money, but just mindset. And mm-hmm. then now after awareness, okay, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? How can you strengthen your relationship with money or change it if you don't know where you want to go? So it's really important. And what what do you want? You use these perfect words that I love. What do you want? I love mm-hmm. when people call me, Amy, you probably get this all the time, but related to money where they're like, I want to be successful. Great. What does that mean? Right, right, right. What do you want? You can't just say, I want to be successful if you don't have something behind it. You can't just say, I mean, you can, you're just not going to get anywhere. It's not going to benefit you if you say, I want to have a better relationship with money, but have no idea what your goals are to get you there. Okay. So now I know my goals. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of my relationship with money. What do I do next? So it's, this is where it really starts to like, it really depends on the type of person that you are. Are you someone who is multi-passionate and wants to pursue three different goals at the same time? If that's, if that's you, then like, 
then what are your top three? And then like, then we can start like cultivating, like, okay, what do we think the next step is? I think one of the things that happens so often is that you like create this big goal. So let's just say, for example, it's, I want to leave my nine to five because I want to start my own business. And so they're looking at the final destination and they are going to like, they're going to see the overwhelm and experience it. And it perhaps might be like, this is impossible. This can never happen. And all I want you to do is just take a time out, breathe. And what is the next step that you need to take? Like, do you know what this business is that you want to create? Like, do you like, and, 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 and again, like, how do you like your relationship with money? Do you have enough savings that you could leave your nine to five job now? Or are you someone who doesn't like to take that level of risk and want to like create a plan where it's, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to start taking steps towards that. When I hit a certain revenue threshold, I'm going to go to part-time. And then I'm going to keep going and then I'm going to eventually just be out of the nine to five and like fully into my business. So it's it's really starting to break down the steps into little small bite-sized pieces that become mm-hmm. really tactical and easy for you to digest. Because again, we are building a bridge. We are, but it's like, you know, one like plank at a time is how we go there. We don't just like leap ourselves over there. Um, that's not, and and I think so often, I think people think that when they set financial goals and if somebody hits this like incredible milestone, they think like, oh my God, I did that in like less than a year. And I think that there's so much that happened prior to the year in which they executed that got them to that moment. There's always like reps and practices that are happening beforehand that, that you'll never see. And I think the other part too, is that we come into this relationship with money, um, as adults from different walks of life, we have different sorts of like relationships in terms of like, did our family talk about money? Mm-hmm. Were they transparent or was it something that you weren't taught, you know, you weren't allowed to talk about, mm-hmm. um, do you have like a basic understanding of financial literacy? Chances are you may not because in our country, we haven't done a great job with having really solid financial literacy in our public education system. And then finally, have you had any sort of financial trauma that has not been processed? If there is work to do before you even get started, that's not a problem. I mean, that's like, that's like the most beautiful part of being able to know that the journey is different for all of us. And this is not a race. We are not competing against each other. We are all just on our own paths, doing the work that we intentionally choose to do. When you're in a relationship with money, an intentional relationship with money, you are choosing to do this. No one's forcing you to do it. No one's telling you, you must do it. You are, are, are going down that path with super intention and total choice. Agreed. And it's so funny to me, we didn't talk about your steps before we got on today to do the interview. And I swear, it's like you're talking about one of my talks, Goal Achieving Success. I love the last tip. The one thing that stood out to me the most was the bite-sized chunks, because 
people get so overwhelmed and you really touched on that so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I've, I, I have this plan and this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to get there. I also love that you said the number three, that's something I do a lot too. I like to make three goals for each business. And mm-hmm. those are the main goals that have umbrellas that come out of them. But those that are listening and watching a lot of times when you make a goal, it becomes very overwhelming. What Amy did was give you a really easy way to break it down into small steps. So keep breaking it down until you get to a step that doesn't feel overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I love what you do, Amy, aside from getting hired as a virtual CFO, you also work with people to help them with their relationship with money through Mm -hmm. life coaching personally. So you don't even have to own a business. You could be somebody individual that's going, I really don't like this idea of living check to check why am I doing this? What can I change? Or like you said, it could be someone wanting to leave their nine to five. It could be someone trying to get out of debt. It could be so many different things. Would you share with everybody how they can get a hold of you and they can learn more about working with you? Absolutely. So my website is myvirtualcfo.co. So um, I have um, you know two different offers. One is one-on-one and one is a group program called the Finance Edit. Um, And they're designed for business owners at various levels of their entrepreneurial journey. And I can also be found on Instagram at my virtual CFO. Oh, I love it. Nice and easy and so clear. Talk about a title that just works, right? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time talking about cultivating your relationship with money. I think that's an important one that so many people do not take the time to stop and look at. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching or listening to another episode of the Successful Women's Mindset. My name is Galit Ventura-Rosen, and I will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.